So let's face it, managing compliance sucks. It's complicated, it's so hard to keep organized, and it requires a ton of expertise in order to survive the entire process. Welcome to Compliance Unfiltered, a podcast dedicated to making compliance suck less. Now, here's your host, Todd Cashew with Adam Goslin. Well, welcome in to another edition of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashew alongside the proverbial Martha Stewart to your compliance garden, Mr. Adam Goslin. How the heck are you, sir? <laughs> I'm feeling like I got a dose of pumpkin spice about to come out and, <laughs> come out and get you. I love it. Hard to beat the old pumpkin spicy spice. All right. That in mind, today... We're actually going to talk uh, about a topic that that may seem a little off the beaten path, but actually applies more to people than you think it might. And that is, why should you become PCI compliance if you don't actually process credit cards? Now, it doesn't seem to make initial logical sense, right, Adam? So stage this up for the listener if you could. Sure. Um, you know, the, the interesting part about PCI is that, um, is that, you know, so as an example, if you, if you need to go down the path of HIPAA compliance, well, then, you know, use PCI. Um, SOC 2, uh, use PCI first. Uh, if you're going to head down ISO 27001, hey, you guessed it, you know, head down the route of PCI. Um, you know, the, the PCI DSS uh, was a standard that was written um, it, it, it stands for the Payment Card Industry Data Security Standard, uh, and it was specifically designed for companies that are taking credit card payments. Um, you know, back in the day, the, you know, uh, everybody was getting cheesed off with the fact that cards were getting stolen, there was so much fraud, etc., and, uh, you know, there, thereby a, a, a standard was born. Um, but you know, you know, why go up against, uh, you know, up against PCI if you're not actually collecting any credit card data? Um, the reason is, is that, um, is that PCI makes, um, just about every other security standard easier to, easier to leverage and work with, uh, takes work off of your plate. You can use it internally, you can use it with a consultant, um, you know, and all of this can be done without the need to, you know, kind of expend money, you know, on an assessor out of the gate. Huh. So why does leveraging PCI make sense though? Well, PCI for a long time has been, uh, you know, one of the, uh, you know, uh, at, at certain points, the most prescriptive um, and, you know, certainly is, uh, you know, one of the most prescriptive standards available. So what I mean by that is that it's, it's telling you exactly, you know, what do you need to do? Uh, what is expected? Um, you know, it is rigid uh, and yet rigorous. Uh, and it makes it, that's part of what uh, the joy of what makes it so much easier to leverage, you know, than other, than other standards. So, you know, let's say the listener needs to go up against HIPAA or SOC 2, you know, the, those standards are, are highly flexible. Um, they are less prescriptive uh, than, than PCI, and they allow for customization of your own controls. And a lot of people sit there and go, well, hey, I can customize this up to do whatever I want. And this sounds, that sounds much better. 
um, and it's deceptive. Uh, the 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 reality is is that you know you you then are are put in charge of deciding. Okay, well, how do we fulfill you know the the requirements of HIPAA or the requirements of SOC? So um, you know if you as an example, you know to to kind of display this variability, if you were to take uh, you know a handful of different SOC engagements and compare the reports to one another, none of them look the same. Uh, and the reason why is that every organization, you know, kind of chose to, to do their things their own way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of cure items, however, however they saw fit for their organization. Um, you know, the, the, the quality of those engagements effectively comes down to who's your assessor? Um, yeah. You know, how are they going about ensuring that the criteria is truly fully covered? Um, you know, and, you know, with, with HIPAA in particular, there isn't a governing body to validate, uh, va- validate compliance, despite some of the uh, organizations in the marketplace that would try to market their way to making you think otherwise. Uh, you know, the bottom line <laughs> is, is that there isn't, uh, you know, any type of governing body for, for HIPAA. So, you know, it gives those, it gives those, uh, those organizations you know, a lot more latitude and, and also variability in approaching that particular standard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the less, those less prescriptive standards afford that flexibility, but it also makes the process, you know, more complicated and more uncertain because you've got to go through and figure everything out yourself. When all said and done, you're not yeah, absolutely sure that you know your your efforts are going to be rigorous enough for you know real world cyber risks. But you know with PCI, you've got this this series of of extremely prescriptive controls. You know of you know how to handle things. So well, you know uh, things like access control. You know if I if you go to go to HIPAA, you know they'll you know there's a uh, there's a requirement. I don't want to read it verbatim, but the essence of it is make sure that your users are authenticating in in you know kind of in a in a secure and validated manner. You know type of thing. Well, that that leaves it wide open for interpretation. Um, you know where you go over to PCI and there's literally whatever thirty something actual controls that uh, will ensure that uh, the the essence of that statement uh, is is actually in place. Um, you know, when you're starting with those less prescriptive ones, you know, you're, you're bound to go in, take a shot at your controls, and then have to go back and redo things, etc. Um, and part of the problem is, you know, a lot of organizations will take a, um, will take an approach to these less prescriptive uh, compliance standards of trying to do the least, the, the least they can humanly possibly do. Um, and, you know, that, that notion kind of cuts in two ways. One, um, is this minimalistic approach that you took to, you know, this directional standard, is it going to, you know, ultimately, um, you know, protect the organization is the one big open question mark. Sure. Uh, and the other is the minute you try to go use the work and the effort that you've done, to try map it off against secondary standards, you're going to fall short. So, right. It's going to be all just, over the map. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I- I got to ask, does aligning to PCI DSS truly make certifications easier? Well, uh, 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 give me, give me just a, just a moment. Uh, yeah. So what I was in the, in the midst of is that if you're, so if you're, you're starting with PCI, with HIPAA, 
you're not going to be able to readily map it to the you know to those secondaries. But you know, in the case of PCI, um, you know, you you have a framework where the technical controls are going to dwarf the directional requirements of those of those substandards. So you know, if you don't need uh, if you even if you don't need PCI by itself, then leveraging PCI will make it ultimately easier for the organization. The reason being that yes, it does make the compliance with other other certifications far easier because you can readily map those prescriptive controls of PCI to the even directional controls of you know secondary standards. So I can readily uh, layer PCI on top of a HIPAA or on top of a SOC. Um, you know, be, and especially in the HIPAA case, you know, the the PCI is basically going to cover the technical requirements of HIPAA. Um, you know, if you're, um, it's going to cover probably eighty five percent of a of a SOC or an ISO, uh, you know, type of thing. Once you go down and get all the mappings done, you know, so the time and effort you end up saving by by heading down the PCI route. Um, you know, it effectively stages the organization for ultimately being able to kill multiple certifications off with, with a single stone uh, and do so efficiently. Um, you know, most of the other standards, you know, we, we talked about kind of the, the SOCs and the ISOs, but it doesn't matter, NIST, CMMC, um, you know, any of those other standards, you know, yeah, there's always going to be a few items that don't fall directly, you know, uh, that you can't directly map off to PCI, um, but the bulk of it, uh, you know, is effectively covered, which is a which is a big deal, especially for those organizations when they have multiple um, compliance standards to comply with, you can go in do all your work and effort once and then apply it against, you know, against a series of standards. Um, it, it really works out, uh, really works out well. Uh, if you take the totality of the controls from PCI and the secondary leftovers from any of the additional standards, that allows the organization to set up nicely to, to take on, you know, additional layered standards. I mean, we've talked about it before where, you know, for a lot of organizations, they kind of step into the security and compliance space by getting a mandate that they have to do one. And then next thing you know, whatever, whether it's three months down the road or, you know, two and a half years down the road, whatever, um, they get another requirement for another certification or a new one pops up for the industry that you're in, et cetera. So um, it just really stages the organization to be able to, to, to navigate that path far easier. Talk to me a little bit more about how the listeners can use PCI as their centerpiece. Well, I, I've 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 often had this you know this this notion of kind of like you know one cert one one cert or one standard to rule them all. Um, you know the 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 reality is is that PCI does a great job at being able to map off to the you know to those secondaries. Um, the benefits of the organization heading down the PCI route doing a little more work to get all of the controls, you know, cleanly in place and now have something to actually leverage, you know, we'll have benefits for, for years down the road. Um, you know, you, you can, you know, you, you go ahead and you, you get all the PCI stuff in place. And then all of a sudden somebody comes to you and says, Hey, we want you to be HIPAA compliant. Well, no problem. You know, uh, you know, but check, we've got all the technical controls and now we just have a couple of, couple of leftovers specific to HIPAA that we've got to go, uh, go through and take on. Um, you know, I was I was recently on a call with a client that were currently compliant with both PCI and HIPAA. And, you know, they came around and they said, hey, we want to uh, we're getting some mandates and, and we want to uh, start looking into and, and staging for, you know, walking into uh, aligning with CGIS, which is the uh 
criminal justice, uh, you know, information security standard, um, CMMC and SOC 2. So they had these three that they were getting pressured to go get. And because of the fact that they had a solid foundation of controls of PCI, they were able to, they were able to easily go, go in, um, layer over, um, you know, layer over those, uh, those engagements, identify the leftovers and, uh, you know, kind of cure those. And now they can quickly uh, pivot as the landscape of their, you know, kind of their client requirements or industry requirements changed. Um, you know, it literally was game changer for, you know, for, for that particular organization. You know, one of the things that, um, one of the things that I have said, said to folks, you know, and this is one of the benefits of the uh, kind of the tooling that you use for the approach to your uh, security and compliance. Starting off with something like a PCI, yep, you can go in and use that standard. But then when you start layering on these secondary ones, you know, I've talked several times in this discussion about, um, you know, about leveraging PCI as the centerpiece, addressing the leftovers of the other certifications, you know, et cetera. You know, what I, what I would typically guide people to is, you know, whether you're working with a with an assessor or you're working with a, a, a compliance consultant, um, you know, as you start to layer on those additional uh, additional requirements, you know, one of the benefits of good uh, compliance tooling like the TCT portal is that you can go in and say, OK, well, now I need to I want to go up against these five certifications, the various assessors or, or consultants that you've got they should be able to go in and get you the answers for, all right, the stuff you're already doing for PCI and HIPAA, that's going to cover these checkboxes. These are the additional items that we need to also meet and effectively put together an overall matrix uh, for the approach to, uh, to compliance where you can end up having a unique list of requests and controls that we need to uh, make sure that we've got in place, covered through policy, et cetera. And in the tool, create, you know, kind of your own, your own custom list, uh, you know, within your tool set so that you can basically go and collect this stuff once, but then map it off against those secondary standards. So in the case of the client I was just talking about, you know, they could put together a unique uh, collection list for everything that they needed to cover PCI and HIPAA and CGIS and CMMC and SOC. And then with that uh, kind of custom list that they that they gather on, then if they've got the mappings to the actual certifications, systematically, we can go in and say, okay, you know, this item off the custom list maps to these items in PCI, and these items in CGIS, and these items in SOC 2, et cetera. So it really gives the organization, you know, a, a way to dramatically improve the you know kind of the, the the speed and efficiency because when you start doing two three four different certifications man things shit grinds to a halt <laughs> you know uh we're <laughs> reusing the same you know the same evidence uh you know across a myriad of requirements across a myriad of standards it gets really complicated really fast and, and and that's really where the power of the of the of your compliance tooling comes into play um it really makes a a, a big uh game changer style difference for these organizations oh you garbled out try, you're gonna need to cut this part out again try that again that's fine parting shots and thoughts for the folks this week adam so uh yeah the it, when i founded 
total compliance tracking. And, and, and here's the, here's the thing. This topic is very near and dear to my heart. Um, total compliance tracking or TC, TCT as I like to call it, um, was hardly, especially in the beginning, we weren't doing anything with credit cards at all. Um, now we've, you know, we've, we've layered in some credit, you know, some credit card capabilities, uh, since that time. But when we started, one of the first things that I did was I leveraged PCI, uh, even though we weren't taking credit card, uh, data at the time. Um, you know, I made that, that decision. So, you know, I have, uh, I've founded multiple organizations, um, and it is, it is truly one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to do in my life is basically bringing a company from nothing to something, uh, twice. And it is, it's an extremely challenging task. And as a, you know, as, you know, kind of a, a founder, uh, as an owner, as a CEO, you know, it's my job to do whatever I need to do to protect this organization and their clients. Um, and, you know, so, and I take that responsibility seriously. Um, you know, it's also my job to protect the people that are depending, you know, on the organization. Um, you know, we've got vendors that, you know, that, that we work with. We've got, uh, probably most importantly, the personnel that work for TCT. Um, but all of those responsibilities I take, uh, you know, tremendously seriously. Uh, you know, and so, you know, the, the, the overall strength of your security and compliance program is, is, should be, you know, uh, the most important element of uh, leadership's job for an organization. Uh, We've talked about it before. Cyber liability isn't going to, you know, isn't going to be a magic bullet. Uh, It's not going to, you know, uh, automatically proactively protect the organization. You know, yes, it will help if the worst happens and to mitigate some of the monetary losses after some type of a disastrous event. Um, But uh, it's going to do, the cyber liability is going to do nothing to proactively protect the organization. So, um, you know, becoming, uh, becoming PCI compliant, taking uh, those security and, and compliance responsibilities seriously. Um, it's perhaps one of the single most effective ways uh, to proactively protect your organization, uh, your organization's co- uh, sensitive data from a breach, um, even if you're not processing credit card information. So, you know, the, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, certainly have recommended to a number of clients uh, to leverage the framework of the PCI DSS um, to be able to uh, to improve uh, the the state of their uh, of their organization and certainly set them up uh, for uh, for the future uh, when they do have those secondary certifications that the organization needs to go in and get addressed. And that right there, that's the good stuff. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode of Compliance Unfiltered. I'm Todd Cashel. And I'm Adam Goslin. Hope we helped to get you fired up to make your compliance suck less. 